What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It is Jones and Stully back here. Tommy Buns is taking the week off, but we are here to discuss a lot that's going on. We got the NFL draft coming up next week. We got the NBA season winding down, the baseball season just getting going. Uh, but let's hop right into it, speaking of baseball, and the team that a lot of people are talking about is the New York Yankees, and for all the wrong reasons, if you're a Yankees fan. Uh, it's been a rough rough get-go for the Yankees. I think they currently have the second worst record in the American League, or the worst record in the American League. It's the worst in the American League, second in baseball. Second in second baseball. Second in all okay. of baseball. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not what you're expecting. Uh, 15, 17 games into a season for a team that was favored, heavily favored to win the American League and the second favorite to win the World Series. Um, but nothing's working for them. I mean, they aren't hitting. They aren't pitching. I think their their bullpen has been one of the few bright spots. Uh, but when yeah. you're getting when you're getting to your bullpen with you know down two three runs every game, it doesn't really help you too much. And you can't and you can't climb out of the hole. Um, you know they're not they're not hitting the home runs that they usually rely on. The home runs will come definitely. The home runs will come, of course, um, and the batting average will come. The offense will come, but I mean, what, what we, we kind of have all the same fears we had last year about this team, just in you know some in different forms, coming in you know the names of different players. So I think that's where the frustration comes from. Because Yankee fans and, you know, even non-Yankee fans, the critics of the game, th- these problems were persisted last year. And even some could argue into 2018 at times. And they still haven't been addressed. And there's Bion and Kluber haven't been bad. No. Yeah, been, there have been. Um, and then uh, you look it, at you know, it, you look at the defense, the defense is awful. 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 And and they sacrifice defense for home runs. And the Mets do a little bit as well. We have Dom Smith playing left field. Um, I can act like we never do. But, um, you know, that's that's how the game's played nowadays. They don't steal bases. They don't hit singles. They don't advance the runner. That's not what the Yankees do. And that's where baseball's trending in the direction. So, um, yeah, when they're not hitting runners and pitching isn't up to – up to snuff, they're going to be pretty bad. This team has been bad in, in with runners in scoring positions dating back to last year. They were, you know, I don't know the exact numbers in terms of their average with runners in scoring position or in certain situations, but just from watching pretty much every game as a fan, you, you, you couldn't – I can't remember, like, the amount of times they came up with a big hit in a, in a big spot, you know – Guys on second and third, and they drove in a, a run. You know, a, a nice single. It just, it, it seems that they come up short every time when there's runners in scoring position. Maybe that's 300. Still a really good hitter, not worried about him, but. You look up and down the lineup, Judge, uh, Stanton, Torres, um, you know, Sanchez. The only real contact hitters is like Gio Urshela, um, you know, LeMahieu, and and Gardner's very pesky. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, I didn't agree with a lot of the offseason moves. I haven't agreed with a lot of the recent moves uh, in regards to, you know, they signed Jay Bruce. Cheap, I get it. Power hitter. Um, they got Odor. He's batting like a buck twenty-five, and he hits a couple really long home runs. Uh, I, you know, a lot of these signings. If I was in charge of the Yankees, uh, obviously I'm not a big fan, but I think I would go in a lot different direction. I'd be signing the Cesar Hernandez of the world. You know, pesky contact hitters that can play shortstop because clearly Glaber can't. Um, you know. Versatile infielders, guys that can bat 280, 290, that can get hits, contact hitters. You know, Gardner is great contact, like con, like putting at bats together. But he's 37, and you know, we've seen the best of him. Um, you know, yeah. guys like Gio Urshela. You know, I it's all boom or bust, but that's I get they live and die by that. But you need some form of balance. You need a base stealer. They don't have base stealers. 
Looking yeah, at the lineup, I love having Aaron Hicks out and and Gardner in at at batting third. Aaron Hicks, I don't know what the what how Yankee fans are so enamored and how the more importantly the franchise is so enamored with him. He was a bust on the on a first round pick from the Twins. He had an amazing year, five to a, almost five to a player esque on the Yankees. Had another good half year. He's been often injured. He's not hitting. He's batting like a buck sixty this year. He's not getting walks. His defense hasn't been what it should be. I don't get it. I don't know if you can explain it to me. He's been penciled in third almost every day. I'm glad to see he's not in today at third. He's not even. He's not even on the lineup. Yeah, I mean, listen, Hicks was never. You know, his great season was what he bat like two eighty something like that. Um, I think like two seventy something. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, he had the 29 or 27 home runs, and he had a 400 on base percentage, and yeah. he's playing uh, well, gold glove caliber defense. His, his gold glove def- his gold glove defense and his on base percentage were always his major selling points for us. And this year, they've added him being a switch hitter to that because of how right handed heavy the Yankees lineup is. Um, but it doesn't. Who cares if you you know you could bat with your you bat in between your legs if you're not if you're not drawing walks, you're not getting on base, and you're not playing defense. What do you, you have no use to us? You know. Yeah. Um, you know. Obviously, there's a. He's a, a well-respected veteran within the locker room, and he's a very well-liked guy. And he's a smart guy. That he's, uh, you know, a good teammate. And all of those intangible type things. Uh, but, you know, when you're not, there needs to be a change. Um, and it's clear that he's not doing that. I mean, they signed him for seven years. And he's got. Five years left on the deal. Seven years, seventy one? million. Yeah, I think he has four or five left. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and you know, ten a year is not a backbreaking number. It's not. It's not bad at all. Yankees. It's just the length of it. That's like I remember when it happened. It was like Yankees were thinking, "Oh, this is a steal." Yeah. Maybe they knew something. Maybe they realized. Maybe we were catching something in a in a in a pan right now. Um, lightning in a bottle. Who knows? Like, I think it was kind of like. It was smart in certain ways that they didn't have the high annual value, but now you have him for all these years, and now you're kind of pressured if you're Boone, if you're the guy making the lineup. How can you not put him in the lineup almost every day when he's got when he's got four or five years left on his contract? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you can't trade him right now. He doesn't have much value. No, and I don't think that's what they want to do. But to me, like obviously, that this is you know we're ten percent into the season, Um, but at the same time, like. I think that all of this is being extrapolated into like we have cause for concern because it's everyone. It's not, you know, Aaron Hicks is having, everyone at the same time. Yeah, it's not Aaron Hicks is having a rough start to the year. Okay, no problem. Like you know, judges picking it up, Sanchez picking it up, Stanton's picking it up. Happening from anyone, and when when that's happening, like you, obviously, Judge Stanton Torres. Um, LeMayhew, those guys get the pass because they, we know they're true stars, you know, and they proved it multiple years in a row. Blah, well, blah. but I have something to say about something like you just said. Actually, um, I have I cause say? for concern for one person. Judge, we know he's an all a star when he's on the field. I don't. I, Stanton, we know at times he's not going under pressure, but we know Stanton, the type of power hitter he is. Um, I'm not even being a Yankee hater. I'm not fully sold on Glaber Torres being this superstar player. Um, I'm not fully sold. I'm not saying he's a boss. I'm not saying he can't play. Uh, we know his defense at shortstop isn't great. We know that. He should probably be at second. He grew up a shortstop. He always played shortstop. It's not really clicking at short right now. Um, I would move him to second. And the problem is you don't really have a real great everyday shortstop. Um that can supply that offensive power. DJ doesn't play shortstop. So that's the little bit of conundrum there because I think he's focusing so much on the field that he's not taking away from his at-bats. But you see he's batting 196 this year, 10 for 51. Last year he batted really poorly, hit five or six home runs for the whole year. So when you kind of look at this bigger sample size, um, you know, he's been struggling for a while. This isn't just 15 yeah. games we're looking at. We're looking I mean, at a he, much he longer 75-game stretch where he's really struggling. I'm not saying he can't play, but I think we kind of saw the talent. We saw all the home runs. Half his home runs were against the Orioles. That one big year he had 35, I think, two years ago. Yeah, um, 38. So what type of player is Glaber Torres? I don't know if we know that for sure. 
Well, I think, you know, he did come on strong at the end of last year. He had a really slow start for the first half, uh, you know, obviously a shortened season. Um, it was it was bad. But, I mean, I think Glaber, we just, when he coming off that 38 home run season two years ago, people were talking about Glaber as like, okay, this guy's going to be a top five player in baseball type of level. You know, like that. he's yeah. clearly a five-tool player. Um, you know, because he was great defensively at second that year. And, um, you know, you had every reason in the world to think the 22-year-old kid who just hit 39 home runs, three, almost 300, and, what you know, played great defenses. Okay, yeah, he's going to be a top-five player in baseball if he continues this trend. Yeah, no, I'm not questioning that at the time at all. I'm not, I'm not questioning. Um, but I, I mean, maybe um, that's not what he is, you know, it's, it's, you know, maybe he's like the Irishman, the movie, you know, everyone, everyone was mad that the Irishman wasn't good fellas. It's like, okay, well, when the bar is the greatest movie of all time, of course, you're going to be disappointed. The, the Irishman was still a very good movie. It just wasn't the greatest movie of all time. Claybert Torres could still be a very, a fantastic baseball player. He just may not be a, a perennial MVP candidate like we thought he was going to be. He could, but also I didn't know they were this low. I think a lot of his home runs were in the postseason. He had three home runs all of last year in a shortened season, I know, but he had three. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, that's very rough, and he hasn't hit one this year. Um, so we're talking about 55 games of three home runs. Um, that's probably not going to define his career. I would put him at second. I, I, I know that's what I would do, but – it's a tough um, conundrum, you know. But it does. It like what you said. It doesn't make sense that he can't play short. He grew up short. He played second for one season, and he was fantastic at it. And now he can't play short that he played for his whole career, for you know, fifteen, twenty years before that of baseball at every level. You know, it's it doesn't like, make sense. But um, I feel like we've almost seen. We've seen, we've seen. I for me, I've seen enough of him that I think it's affecting his batting. And I, I would, I would almost. Who can play short though? Can Gio play short? I mean, at this point, is it worse? Like, how can you be worse than what Glaber's doing? You know. But is, does he play short? No. No. Okay. No. But I who mean, plays like short a, on the team? Like, who whose position is shortstop other than him? And Tyler Wade, Tyler who's not Wade. even on the team. Yeah, that's it. I mean that, that literally that's it, you know. That's that's I mean that's 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 another that's an like that's another example of like why is the construction of this team as such where you don't have a backup shortstop really like that's like comp like you know I mean Tyler Wade is is he's whatever he's yeah he'll give you good shortstop but you know you're he's you're batting him eighth and ninth and he's you know, he's fast. Great. You know, I never, who gives a fuck if you're fast, if you bat 117. I've never so it does actually more. say Gio Urshela is the backup shortstop. I don't know how, I don't know how good he is at it. I don't know. But yeah, like to your point, even at like, yeah, play Gio. If you're healthy, you can play Gio at short, uh, play DJ at third. Uh, um, and void at first. And void at first when he's back. Another thing I like about the lineup today is the call-up of, of Mike Ford. And he can – Mike Ford and Cardner both being in the lineup, I feel like that will give them a jolt. Yeah, I agree. I I'm think expecting it, you know, a big Yankee win today. I'm expecting a big Yankee win. And um, Talkman too. Talkman's an energy guy. Talkman is another one. Those guys um, – I know Tony was saying it before. Hopefully Boone gets thrown out. Like, you want to see some fire. You want to see passion. Um, you're not really seeing it. No, and Gardner's a, that guy. Like those, are, like they look dead out there in every aspect. They look, they look, they look like they don't want to be there. I don't care. Break you a bat over your leg after you strike out. I don't care. I don't care if Michael K says that's not professional. Show something. Yeah. Show you care. Show you know. And I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I I hope you know it doesn't feel like this is happening, but I hope there's someone in the locker room. You know, I hope it's Judge or or Stanton or someone with some real clout in the game is just, you know, tearing them a new one at some point because DJ's not that type of guy. DJ's a, a very quiet leader, you know, goes about his business, leads by example type of guy. Like Derek um, Jeter in a way. Like Yeah, in a way. 
Um, in a way, like I, I don't think I don't I didn't know Derek Jeter to get into guys really. He's not more of a rah rah guy. Like not that he no. wouldn't speak up, but you know his play does yeah. the talking. Yeah, I think Jeter a little more vocal than him, but you probably know, that, yeah. I think that stuff fell on guys like you know uh, Tino and and Paul O'Neill um, in those in those situations. So you know. Also, when did that team ever need motivating? They started, you know, one and four, and then they went went forty and three, you know, on a on a run. So it was such so rare that those Yank that six or seven year stretch of Yankee teams needed a a motivation time. Um, yeah, but I mean, this is, I mean, th- this is the worst we've seen them in the last six or seven years. I think. Since like yeah, I think they had a five and eight or six and nine start, something like that. This is five and ten. Yeah. Another cause of concern is it's the bad. Rays. It's the yeah. Rays. Like you, you guys cannot beat the Rays. It's bad. Like and like it's so bad where Yankee announcers are saying, "Is this a rivalry?" Because it's so one sided. Um, and the Yankees can be biased. We know that. Like they're questioning, is this a rivalry? Like five and sixteen over your last twenty one. If you play the Rays, I know we're a long time away, but Rays in the playoffs, like that's 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 disaster. Yeah, and when you don't have Tanaka, like to count on in the postseason, and you know, like again, the pitching. So, and who knows uh, they're going to be better. Gonna be they're they're going to make the playoffs, obviously. But um, a lot of these things need to be worked out. A lot of like they need more energy. They seem to need more effort. Hopefully. Um, I don't know. Hope, yeah, hopefully, think, there's more I consistency pitching is, wise. You know, we're, we're obviously we don't care about these games in April in, in any other context of this is indicative of what we could see in October. You know, that's that's all it really boils down to. It's because we're we're not worried about a couple of guys having a slow start. We're worried about like our our rotation that doesn't look like it can handle an October schedule and our entire team looking like they don't want to be on the field. That's yeah. those are the things that carry into October. You know, obviously, you, you know, they go win three straight, uh, things in the locker room might turn around a little bit, you know. It's a it's a chicken and the egg type of thing, you know. A yeah. win a win gets you happy or you know, does the win get you happy or does happiness get you a win? Yeah. So it just they I think they should have signed another pitcher like I Kluber's like uh Kluber, for me, he's older. He's injury-prone. Tyon, I didn't hate at all. I didn't hate the Tyon saying because he has a potential. Um, I didn't mind it at all. So they did sign some pitchers, but you lost Tanaka and Paxton. You're replacing them with Kluber and Tyon. You can make an argument, but when Paxton was healthy, you knew what you were pretty much getting from him. When Tanaka was in the playoffs, aside from last year, you knew what you were getting from him. There was a little bit more of what you know. Um, With this, it's a little more injuries. A little more upside as well, but um, like a Tajon Walker, like the like the Mets have, like I think he would have been a great signing for them. You yeah. know, and you know, I, to me, they they kind of piecemealed this together with the backup of like, oh, we have Devi, we have uh, German, we have uh, Clark Schmidt, we have Michael King, but like we're not seeing those guys. Michael King came in was great one game and was not so great the next game, and I mean, I know Schmidt's injured. But Debbie isn't hasn't been up yet. And just we're gonna say we Herman, have, we're Herman gonna, was awful and they sent him down. Yeah, Herman was awful. And I mean it, he was the worst eighteen game winner in the history of baseball. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. Everybody, two years ago. Um so it, it just, to me it's like we don't you don't it's like the the old quarterback saying, like, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. If you have seven yeah. starting pitchers. They have they have like nice like five nice prospects, but like yeah, exactly we Who's showing out? Five pitchers right now. I'm sure Severino will help. Ideally, you know, I mean, if he's back and healthy, and you know, you know, he brings some fire. Severino definitely brings fire that I think would be needed. Yeah, yeah, Um, but yeah, Severino's going to be a big, a big piece. We'll see. I mean, enough about my my Yankee struggles. Uh, Let's let's talk a little basketball. We have a a, wait. What about the Mets? Oh, okay. Well, we, we'll touch upon the Mets a little bit. The Mets, the Mets, the Mets are doing right. better than the Yankees. That's for sure. Well, the Mets are seven and four, and I'm not fully sold. So we're going the we're going but, the opposite way. Sully's optimistic about the Yankees, but pessimistic about the Mets. 
Well, I mean, there's really no. I mean, the Yankees are five and ten. Like people are like, are are they are they what their record like? You know, like no, I don't think the Yankees are gonna win thirty three percent of their games. Like I think they'll be in the playoffs. Like yeah, we're not gonna win at the same token. Take a step back. They're gonna win eighty five games minimum. Like in my opinion, um, I don't know the Mets for me. We look good. We're winning close games. Uh, seven and four. But I've seen the story too many times. I've had a lot of heartbreaks. I've had a lot of heartbreaks. Um, I don't like our manager. DeGrom's been disgusting. Um, it's coming together, but at the same time, I just need to be like, you know, we, we took three games from the Phillies. Um, you know, Conforto's finally starting to swing. I think we could be a really good team, but uh, I don't trust our, our, our bullpen yet. The rotation has been very good. Stroman has been the biggest the the biggest plus for the Mets this year has been Stroman. You think he's going to be active at the deadline this year? Actually, now that with with Cohen in 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 the house? yeah, I think we'll be active. I think I think we'll have injuries, and I think we'll look to you know you got to get whether it's I I I'd say most likely a a bullpen like closer type pitcher. You know, Lugo's been out. Um, Lugo's been out. I'm sure we'll have other injuries. So. Our rotation, I think, will be good. We're going to be getting Cindergaard back eventually in a month or two. Strowman's look great. Peterson's like been up and down. As, uh, same timeline as Severino, right? Yeah, I believe so. So I'm not a Cindergaard guy. I'm I'm just not. I think he's a little too cocky. His results haven't been there, but he definitely helps. And you know, you you know, you're getting at least decent starts from him. You know, he's no scrub. He's at least a three or four, no matter what you think of him. Not yeah, the AC once was, but you know, like worst case scenario, he's going to give us a quad, like three, three to four man quality starts. Yeah, so um, I'm cautiously optimistic from the Mets right now, but you know, I definitely feel good where we're at after how we started blowing the games and everything. We were one and two, where so we're what five and or five and was that five and or six and two in our last eight. You know, I feel good where we're at, but. Um, we haven't played many games. We've played 11 games. Every game gets rained out. Yeah, or you're the you're COVID. You're the opposite team in the COVID. Or COVID. I, I don't know. It, it, it blows. COVID. Like, so I need to see more of the Mets. I need to see more consistency out of the Mets, to be fair. Um, we have seen a little more from the Yankees. We've seen four or five more games. Small sample sizes nonetheless, but it's still season. There's a lot of baseball to be played. Yeah, and I mean, uh, your division is, is not exactly crushing it either. You know, you'd think like it'd you, be great. I mean, you think yeah. you think the we know the Phillies have talent. We know the Braves are a juggernaut. The Marlins have a great rotation, um, and the I Nationals. Mean, the season, I, I don't know what the argue, fuck's going on with them. Going into the season, you could argue the NL East was the best division in baseball. You one of four, them, yeah, definitely you, one of them. I'd say that in the NL West, top yeah. to bottom, yeah. Yeah, the NL, NL West like, has the firepower because you have the. The Padres and the Dodgers; those are two teams that could win the World Series. Yeah, but when I'm saying best division, I I kind of default to the top to bottom argument. Top to bottom, in my in my opinion, because your worst team, the Marlins, or your perceived worst team, is still like a, a, a decent team, solid. What do you? I mean, what do you call a team that's like probably going to finish slightly below 500? Or you know, like what? Yeah, they not, could. I mean, like their know, rotation is so scary. Their rotation is so scary to me. Like. Sixto Sanchez hasn't been hasn't um hasn't been out yet. He's been on the bench like he's 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 banged up. Um, you know they've they've got a bunch of quality pitchers. Um, and hitting is kind of like you know they got Marte last year. Their hitting has been very quiet so far. I expect them to be, um, I expect them to be a lot better as the year goes on. Uh, as I do the Braves, I'm not worried about. Them. I still think the Braves win the division. I think yeah. realistically, if I had to say, I think the Mets will get second in the division right now. By the, I, I like, I think we're better than the Phillies. Um, Nationals, you never know; they could turn it on. But still, Strasburg just got hurt; he's getting older. I'd say the Mets get Talk second in the division. Yo, that that Strasburg contract is starting to look awful. Oh yeah, was oh, he yeah, I, like I, three starts under the contract or four starts or something like that? Yeah, I, I never liked that. I mean, that was that was too much. But I, mean, I still think the Mets will be in the playoffs, but. I do too. How about the Philly? Like you, I don't realize the Phillies like ha they haven't been in the playoffs since they went to the World Series, right? Oh nine or no. uh, two thousand ten. No, I think it's the biggest. I think it's the biggest joke. Like, like uh, they have so much talent. You That's have, what I'm saying. You like every year they they have talent. 
and I don't take them very seriously. Like I didn't last year. I don't think I did the year before. Like you have JT, you have um, Reese Hoskins, you have Harper, you have DD Gregorius, you have Aaron Nola, you have um, this kid Alec Bohm can play at third. Let me tell you, he's going to be a stud. He can play. Highest batting average with runners in scoring position last year, albeit in a shorter season, but it was like 380 or 400. He can play at third. Um, they have so much talent, and they can never put it together. Yeah, I don't, And is, is Girardi a bad coach? Understand. I don't think so, but. No, I mean. No, he's, he's not, but series. like. He was one manager of the year. He was one World Series. What? I think he's a good you know. manager. I don't maybe think he's the best manager, but maybe he's not the right manager for that team. I don't know. Gabe Kapler couldn't get it done with them. Maybe not. They're an, I mean, they're yeah, an I mean, enigma. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, how many how many managers have a World Series and a manager of the year in coaching right now? Two? No, yeah. He, three? Yeah, he's, he's, he's good enough with that talent. He should yeah. be at least. Yeah. So, I mean, with the, Met, the Mets took swept them, and that one game was canceled. So, um, you know. We kicked it. We kicked ass. We really, that was what got us going. So, uh, baseball, thank God it's 162 games. I'll tell you that. Yes, much. very true. Um, all right. Well, back to, back to our, our initially scheduled program of NBA MVP talk. Uh, you know, Jokic is, is now a considerable favorite at minus 400 on my bookie, followed by Embiid at plus 350. Um, but Steph Curry is is rising up the ranks after an impressive run. What did he have? Forty nine last night or two nights ago? He, he, he this is the best shooting performance I've ever seen. Um, like this is He's, the best. Uh, I shooting saw I, his I saw his his numbers like compared to his unanimous MVP season, and they're like his shooting numbers are better this year than they were then. And that was like the most insane season of shooting we've ever seen. Yeah. I think his effective field goal uh, percentage is like 64 or 65% this year on 30 points a game. He He's having an insane run right now. Um, he really is. There's – I mean, I hate, I hate to say it, but like not that he's got a great team. He's got – he had – he's got Draymond. He's got Oubre. He's got Wiggins. He's got some decent players. They're in ninth right now even after all this. Um so he he's not going to win MVP if they're not in the top like four or five. Like he's just not. No. You know, I mean, it, he's it, fourth in MVP right now, j- just behind Giannis. At or, so, and I think that's fair. I think like like fourth, I, I completely think like third or fourth. I could see that, but almost like I heard a stat like 80 percent of times that someone that finishes first and second in the conference, a player from one of those two teams, um, one of those two spots, like the top spots in each conference. So like. Like, the Knicks have a better record than the Warriors right now. Like, nice. say that out loud. The Knicks, yes. we'll get to the Knicks. But, like, so, like, I'm sorry. Like, like Steph Curry, like, I know the MVP award is. I know how bad they would be without him. He doesn't defend at all. Um, he really doesn't. Like, he's on fire. He's putting up 40-something a game, and they're still in ninth. They just reached to 500. They'd have to go on a sick run for me to really seriously consider him as the number one MVP. Jokic would be my guy. Um, Jokic would be my one. Embiid would be my two. Curry, at this point, probably be three. LeBron's not even in my top five. Hasn't played enough. He coasts in the regular season. We know what LeBron's doing. Um, don't think he cares about MVPs right now. Like, he's resting up. Uh, the well, injury would have... care. Two months ago, he cared. Two months ago, he was all about the MVP. Now, was now he? he's... Yeah. Yeah, all these. I mean, I'm not saying I don't remember specifically if LeBron. Came well, yeah, but I mean, said, if like, he's, I'm saying with the amount of games he's missed, he, I don't think he, oh, he, well, he can't yeah, be well, in it. Of course, I mean, he's not the MVP this year, but uh, to now he doesn't care. But he wouldn't be the MVP even if he didn't miss games, though. Yeah, I think that's for that's me. Fair. I mean, it would for depend me. on what they were doing with only him and not AD. Um. It's not to say he's not the best player. It's not to say I mean I just know when we get to the when we get to the playoffs, LeBron's gonna be putting up thirty eight and nine on fifty five percent shooting and gonna be sweeping teams and people are gonna act like they're shocked that he's still doing it this age like he did last year. And uh you know, he's gonna show what he does. Like 
he's not playing 100% every regular season game. Yeah, I mean they got. He's not, and and it's it's smart to at his because he doesn't need to. Like AD is supposed to come back this week, right? I think the the, next game possibly. So that's the rumor on the. The Lakers weathered the storm. They're five and five. They've been playing 500 ball. They're the five seed. They're two games up on the six seed Portland. They'll finish in that probably five seed, and they'll be fine. They'll maybe it's the six, maybe it's the four. They'll be around there. They'll be fine. You know they're going to want to get that that four seed, get that home home court advantage throughout the playoff, or you know at least in the first round. Not I don't. They, I mean, Denver's you know, a really good team. Denver's a really good team. But if 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 Drummond and AD are healthy and LeBron are healthy, uh, you know yeah, Lakers not, will win in five or six. To, I'm not prepared to pick against the Lakers. Uh, you know, if Denver had Jamal Murray, I can, you could talk me into it. We have a series. Yeah, we have a series. Yeah. I'm I'm certainly not picking the Lakers in less than six in that series with Jamal Murray. No, no, yeah, they could win in five with 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 no. I mean, they're just so big down low. They're just they're just. I mean, I mean, LeBron is like six ten and like I know he's not six ten, but how strong he is than AD and Drummond. I, I just even yeah. with the Nets, the potential Nets matchup. I mean, and Jokic uh, Jokic isn't a banger. Like he's, no, he's, he's not. not. He can board. And he's not soft, but he, he, he's you know Paul Millsap, Porter. There, you know. Yeah, to to I mean, you're gonna have. Let to me have, know how Porter on AD is gonna go. Yeah, you're gonna have to have a guy like Michael Porter having multiple career nights. Like I'm talking 35 and and 12 and six. Yeah, or Aaron Aaron Gordon guarding AD on the board like glass. No, it's not happening. Yeah. No, it's not working out. And yeah, essentially trading Jamal Murray for Aaron Gordon. I'm not liking that deal. I love the addition no, of Aaron Gordon good. for, you know, to that lineup, but that's such a devastating. I mean, we, that injury really robbed us of some potential really great playoff series. Yeah. It would have been a really good if they burst. You know, a lot. there's a lot of fun. Like, Nuggets are a fun team to me. Like, Portland's another fun team to me with, like, Dame and obviously everyone. Like, they're, they're like, just so dangerous. Um, the Jazz and the like Suns. they Portland have been a fun team for 15 years. You know, I know like they going have. back to going back to even when Melo was in Denver. You know they, that that they have, but they're actually they're they're very good now. You think about it, Denver made it to the uh, conference championship last year. Year prior, uh, it was Portland. Yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, you can't be upset. That's like their ceiling almost. Yeah. I mean, but like, I mean, maybe if Jamal Murray is healthy, like, they're contenders to win, you know, for an upset. I mean, we didn't think the Nuggets could have a chance against the Clippers down three one, and they did. So, they they haven't been like uh, disappointing by any by any stretch. It's just when you play in a league with the Warriors and the Lakers with LeBron and AD, and you have these, and you have the Suns and Jazz that are up and coming, it should still be very entertaining and good basketball from the first round on. Yeah, the Suns, that new team, are they the are they the the uh, Nuggets of last year? Can they can they make that that leap? Or are they a, the a Suns, second round? A second let me round tell you, exit? the Suns got Crowder. I know the Miami Heat are missing Crowder a lot right now. You got Crowder, you got Bridges, you got Aiden's playing very well. Speaking um, of the Heat, we got that the report of some real discontent uh, with Tyler Hero within the organization. You see that? I, I, I did not hear that. Yeah, apparently uh, Pat Riley is is has for months now has been real upset with Hero and his uh, celebrity status. His worries go back to the playoffs of last year, the bubble of last year, and they have only in, gotten worse apparently. Um, so I I mean I don't you know I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means anything. Could mean nothing. But it was just, you know his report came out yesterday, and it does. It's one of those things that like. If he's playing great, you don't hear about it, but because he's playing so terrible. Uh, yeah, I hear the quote here. Tyler Hero chose to be a celebrity, Winderman said. He chose to become something outside the game, as is, as is his right with the breakfast cereal and Tyler Tuesdays and his Chipotle Bowl and as well and all is well and good. But what, you know what? Other players, when they see a player doing that before they've truly reached it, I don't know if I want to say that's a jealousy. They sort of take a scanned view of the guy and say, wait a minute, buddy, you haven't done anything yet. That's all fair and well. I, I, I you know. I mean, we know about his uh, his, his girlfriend, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, all this reminds me a lot of Kyle Kuzma two or three years ago. You know, Kuzma was the same way. He came out rookie year and had, 
you know, what he averaged, like 15, 16 a game. Yeah. Had some really, you know, he had a couple of high 20s games, some really, you know, showed a lot of potential. And then he was in L.A. and, you know, became part of the party scene and was, you know, in TMZ. He was full. He's in Miami. He's 20 years old. Like, like we were saying with Kuzma yeah. in L.A., like they're it's young. The they're having success. They're dating, you know, they're dating like the most famous girls, attractive, yeah. whatever you want well, to say well in the world. Women. Well-known well women and whatever you want to call them. Um, they, you know, they're very marketable. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that and make money? You, you can't hate on that. But the same token, um, you know, when your performance isn't there, they're going to question it. And I've always known Tyler here to be one of the hardest workers and Jimmy Butler's taking him under his wing. So I wonder how much work he's putting in. That would be my question. Is he putting in the work? Still putting up 15 a game. Um, shooting percentages down. He's still young. I still like him a lot, but what type of work is he putting in? Is the work not being put in? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a heat yeah. reporter. I'm not there at practice. If it's not, then yeah, he's probably getting to his head. I feel like Jimmy would hold him accountable, though. He'd I feel to. like Jim, I mean, Jimmy. Jimmy's that guy. Like Jimmy kind of freaked out and was like, "Not freak out," but he's like, "We're soft. We're not getting into people." He's right. We overperformed last year. And we're underperforming this year. We're somewhere in between those two teams. We're not, we're not final good, and we're not, even, we're not even record bad. We're yeah, we're we're we're, we're, we're somewhere in between. Year. We're like a four or five seed, I'd say. We're we're like win one round, probably losing the second round. I mean, yeah, I just I love our team it. on paper. It's like like Bam, Hero, None, Drogic, uh, Ariza, kind of replaced Crowder in a way. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Jimmy Butler, you know, like there's a lot to like about the team, like Duncan Robinson shooting from three, like there's a lot to like about this team, but there's also a lot to be desired with this team. And, and it's a fair point. Um, he, he got delegated from the bench, relegated from the starting rotation to the bench. He didn't play at all last night. I'm not sure if it was an injury. I know he didn't play at all. Um, you know, and, and the you know the the Heat are a team that it's like, if you work hard, you're gonna get your chance. Like look at Kendrick Nunn; he was like not in the rotation after being backup, almost rookie of the year, and now he's back starting and he's killing it. Like he had his foot on the gas pedal the whole time. And the Heat, the team like the Heat is gonna reward you that. So if for that, so if if Hero's really about the work, and he's really like the type of player that I think he is, and that all this extracurricular stuff hasn't isn't the reason for it, then I think he's going to come out on top because I think he really is a great talent. And he is so young, 20 or 21. Um, but we're going to know in the next years, we'll know soon if, if what type of person he is. Like maybe Jimmy, like Jimmy's like a bigger brother, Tim. Like I, if, like if I'm Jimmy, I'm having a talk with him and being like, what's good right now? Like what, like what do you want to be? Like, 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 I remember Ricky Fowler's coach or whatever it was said, like, do you want to be, and Ricky Fowler's actually sucking, not because he's a, uh, not because he's being a Kardashian, but they said, do you want to be the next Kardashian or do you want to be a great golfer? And, you know, Ricky actually performed, Ricky Fowler performed really well and was a top five golfer for like a couple of years. Like that's with Hero. What do you want to be? What do you want to be right now, Hero? I mean, yeah, the, Miami's always done a good job of, running their organization in, as a meritocracy. Um, and then you yes. talk, you know, guys like that have gone, even Whiteside. Whiteside was a bust until he got to Miami, and then he, they turned him into a Max Steele guy. You know, then he he fell off again, but, I mean, he had a couple yeah. of really, really good yeah, years. Yeah, so, I mean, they don't last. Like, like his effort wasn't there. I watched him all the time. His effort, like, Hero won't last if his effort and the, and the effort isn't there. Like, he won't last. We'll, we'll trade him. We'll trade him away. Um like it sucks his value is low now. Like the time to trade him obviously in hindsight would have been after the, you're not gonna trade him after the finals, obviously, but Yeah, I mean it's oh it's a, he's exactly not going anywhere right now. We know that. It's but yeah, it's well, I mean I mean you're not gonna trade him after that, obviously. He's looking like a like he could be a star, but um he's obviously with us for the remainder of the year. I still think the Heat can put something together like the Celtics have done lately. I still think we can, and I think because I, I think Jimmy leader Jimmy and Spolstra are the leaders that can get it done. Eric Spolstra is like the, the silent assassin. Jimmy Butler is going to get in your face, and I think it works very well. I, I, I'm obviously concerned. We're not we're not going to be a championship level team, but 
if we win a playoff series and, and we play with better effort, I, you know, I'll be okay with it. And Hero turns it around a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's a struggle. But as long as you guys, the Knicks are ahead of us, and like the Knicks are ahead of us in the standings. Yeah, by a full game too. Knicks game, game sixth, and a half, I, I, something like that. Uh, a game. Exactly, I don't know the, I mean. Knicks, the Knicks are tied for fifth with the Celtics. Exactly, they both are thirty-one and twenty-seven. Tom um, Thibodeau is my coach of the year. I yeah, I don't see how you can not. I mean, Doc's gonna get it probably, but <clears throat> what Thibodeau's done is the Suns coach. You can make it make Monty. You can make an argument for him as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I'd be fine with him getting it. I think Doc is uh, Doc would win it on on name and you know because what is he he he's improved them by what ten percent maybe you know and we don't yeah. know what he's going to do with them in the playoffs if they lose again in the second round. What is Doc done that Brett Brown didn't? Yeah, it's, it's what what what, what do you like? They went from a five or six seed to the one seed, um, or like the Knicks going from a bottom three or four team to like a top five team. East. What's more impressive to you? What the Knicks are done. The Knicks are bottom five roster easily. Like, and it's not even like yeah. the, people. People expected the Sixers to be improved this year. They didn't. They didn't see, see them as the number one seed in, in the East, but they expected them to be improved. The Knicks, top three or four team. Yeah, the Knicks were not expected to be improved. The Knicks at the start of the season were expected. The Knicks to were be not expected a, to be a top ten team in the East. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were expected to be a yeah, bottom yeah. five to seven Bulls, team in the NBA. Hawks, Wizards, all over, all all better than on paper than than the Knicks. The Hornets, the Pacers, the Hornets, like, the Pacers. Probably every single. You could even say the Magic. Probably the Magic have been a seven eighteen every year. The Magic, the Magic yeah, are always think, in that seven seed. The only teams I'd expect Cleveland the Knicks to be Detroit. better than this year would be Detroit and Cleveland. That's yeah. it. Every other team. Washington, Toronto, obviously you'd expect to be better. Chicago, Chicago, you can make a case for, I guess, but they have more, ta- way more talent. Um, he's my coach of the year. Number one defense. Randall playing out of his mind. He's he controls Randall. RJ really coming into his own year two. RJ playing great. Noel, he gets the best out of his players, and he doesn't develop players. He's not. His goal is not to develop. His goal is to win games. Yeah. Like some but, players have been developing as they win, but like I'm a proponent of that. You don't develop players for the sake of it. You play players, the best players to win, and they develop in the process. If they don't, like Knox, yeah, you're not getting big, like I think he's a big practice develop like develop and yeah. practice, and then we put it we put it to work in the games. And if it works, then then you're in the games. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, even at times this year, Barrett's been out. In the in the fourth quarter in crunch time, and think about how clutch he's been. You know, he probably had a bad week of practice, and and it was like, guess what? I didn't like it this week. You're not. Yeah, he like I'm. I'm like, why is he not playing the fourth quarter? But it works. Yeah, yeah, it really does. I mean, and I mean, while we're on the topic of the Knicks, I mean, we got to talk about Zion. Zion uh, and Gabe oh, just geez. being in the Jones. building at Madison Square Garden. Thought he was gonna. I mean, he was. If you. So if you hear the quote and then you see how how big his smile is while he's saying it, like, it gives it even more context. He's smiling ear to ear. Yeah, and he it, when they asked him, they were like, oh, I'm glad you asked that. He was waiting for that question. Yeah, he was waiting for it. And Madison, mind you, Madison Square Garden has 2,000 people in it right now. It doesn't have 20,000. I know. I didn't know he hadn't played there since college. Yeah. Because he must have been out when the Pelicans came to visit last year. Because they yeah. only play they only play one time. Yeah, I mean he's in Nola right now. Like he's in Nola. Like I'm sure he likes like the culture of Nola and like I like there's some cool parts. Like it's you've been there. I'm sure you can attest. It's a really cool city. Yeah. But like Nola basketball, that's not a thing. No, that's no. not a thing. I think like, the Pelicans like, are the least valuable franchise in the NBA. Yeah, so. it's just like it, it's just not like it, it's not valued. It's not the Saints. It's not like football in New Orleans. Now you're talking. Yeah, it's a different culture. It's a Saints town. So like I don't know like what it means implications wise. Like I don't know like when he's a free agent in a few years. Well, he can't. I'm sure if they don't lock him so, up. You know what? It is what it is. I mean, he can. In four years or five. I mean, he's already. This is his second year now. Yeah, but he's. I'm saying he he don't he he won't have his true freedom as an unrestricted free agent until year after year seven. Really? Yeah. Seven I mean, he, years. He, in after four, you're 
after three, you can sign an extension. You can sign that four-year extension off your rookie deal. And then... What if he doesn't, though? It's never happened in the history of basketball. In the history of the NBA, no one, no rookie has ever been offered a max extension off their rookie contract and not decline and declined it. Because but no one, I mean, he could get a max from anyone, though. That's essentially what KP did, was threatening to do to the Knicks. And that's why people were pissed that they didn't call his bluff because... Yeah, but really also what, what, player, million? what player has been more hyped than Zion on a rookie deal? Yeah, but you have, to play, you have to play one year on a qualifying offer, which is like four and a half million or five and a half million. And then, and it's not a guaranteed contract or, and then you become a restricted free agent after a year or unrestricted free agent after year four or year five. I forget which one, but, and, but you're turning to, and then you have to hope like you have to basically bet that you're not, you have to play for less and bet that you're not going to get injured. And that's the price of getting your yeah. true freedom at after year four. As Makes sense. I mean, yeah, seven. you could always force your way out still in a trade. Exactly, and that's what people do because at the end of the day, like a guy like Zion, if he wants out, he can make himself out, you know? Yeah. Obviously, it's not ideal for the team trading for him because he's going he's gonna to cost a haul, you know? Um, but that's that's the price of free. It's never happened before. It's ne- No one's ever been offered a, a rookie max, extent, a max extension off their rookie contract and declined it. Interesting, but yeah, no, I, that's true. I mean, you're gonna take the money. Yeah, and, and especially if a guy like Zion. I mean, let's not act like he's not. He doesn't have a little bit of injury concerns. You know, he's a big boy. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't expect him to do that. I wouldn't. If I was him, I wouldn't do that. I would sign up for my, you know, my four, four plus years in New Orleans and and that's true. Do it then, but it makes Nick fans twenty six wonder. It makes you wonder. I mean, I think I think we now know one thing. After that, there's no way he's ending his career in New Orleans. There's just no yeah, way no he's going to be a Pelicans lifer. No. It's going to be the same as AD. I mean, I mean, look at them now. They have talent, and they're terrible. I mean, it's and, and, and he's still so young, where it's like even if he played out that, you know, those seven years, he's, what, 25, 26? Like, he's still yeah, got 20, 10 years of prime is, basketball. 25, 25, 26, depending on when his birthday is. You've still got at least five or six years minimum if you're if he doesn't have a great long career. Yeah, exactly. And if he's like a LeBron, you know. Yeah. So and, you know that's he'll be he'll be the next huge free agent now, especially now that we didn't get Giannis's free agency. You know, no one, there's no one like that polarizing that's coming up. Yeah, I'll say this. I, I I'll guarantee it that Zion Williamson plays at least a game for the Knicks in his career. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I mean. People probably like, said like, that about LeBron ten years ago too. You know, thinking he'd he'd you know grab a year or two at the end of his career. Yeah, no, you you would happened. think that, but the Knicks have also were also such a dumpster fire. Then it's now, true. like com- true. comparatively, I, I'm guaranteeing it right now, Dave. I'm take it. I'm guaranteeing it. I'll accept your guarantee. I'm at some point, it. at some point in his career, he's going to play for the Knicks. I think if RJ's there, absolutely. I think RJ. Has I to mean, be yeah, there. RJ being there, like. They're still they're still best friends. That and if that you're the next in the next year or two, draft another Duke boy. Yeah, why not another Dukey? Like I mean, I I wouldn't be mad at uh, Jalen Johnson this year. I mean, we might have to move up a little bit to get him, but yeah, I'm like, we, he's what we need. He we need a scoring small forward. Heck, you know? in the second round, if there's a player you like from Duke, take him. Take him. Why not? Why not? Let's just create well, a little blue devil community anyone, here. I'm trying to think if there's anyone there that was there with Zion. Who's the who's the doofy kid? Uh, the doofy white kid, tall white kid that's coming out. He's going to be like a second round pick this year. Um, I'm not sure. Hold on, I I have his name. It's it's like Matt or Mike. Um, I'm pulling up the mock draft right now. Um, why not? I'm just going to search this. Duke. Um, he, he's like number 21. I forget what he, oh, Jalen Johnson, Jalen Johnson's the, the good one. Matthew Hurt. Matthew Hurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's only a sophomore, so he didn't play with Zion. He got there the year after Zion. Those are the only two guys projected to be drafted from Duke. 
They might be the only two guys gotcha. that came out from Duke. But, you know, I mean, who knows? Duke might have some, you know, scrawny white kid that's been there for five years that we don't know the name of yet that could come out and, you know, like a, uh, what, was the, what was the third Plumley brother's name? Ma- not Mason. Mason not Miles. Miles. It started with an M, too. He played for the Knicks for two years. As like he played like in two years he played like a total of like thirty minutes. He was not good. Yeah, he was. He was. I was surprised he made the league. I know. I, I, he was a he was an undrafted free agent signing, but yeah, he was. That was a. That was pretty a good. Game. Mason's Mason's had a nice career. He has. A Mason Mason's the blonde one, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he yeah, like yeah. he's he, he was the one that started his career with Portland. Um, and then went to the Nuggets, and now he's on the, you know, he's having a career year on the Pistons. Whatever, you he know, he's a good passer. Though. He's like, you know, he's like, this year maybe he's like 12 and 8 and like 4 or 5 assists. He's on Pistons. Marshall's the other one. Marshall's so bad. Yeah. I, I Mason, or Miles. My, it's it's Marshall, Mason, and Miles. That's what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Miles. No, what, who's the, Mason, Mason Plumley's the best one, the blonde one. By far, yeah. He's, yeah. He, he yeah, so so I, yeah, like he played eight Nets. minutes a game for the Knicks, and like one game started. Yeah, he he was like he, he played he started one game for the Knicks, and then he played in Milwaukee in 2017. He's, he's been out of the league years, and then his brother Miles has been two years similar, a little better on Atlanta, and then and the Masons had a legit career. Yeah, Mason Mason almost hit me with his car in in New York when he played for that's, the Nets. That's great. He was driving a black Range Rover, and I was crossing the street and. I don't know if it was my fault or his fault. I'm not going to lay blame on, on myself. Did you make him. eye contact? Yeah, he gave me the kind of like, fuck you, what are you doing type of hands up thing. Um, he had some pretty girl in the front seat, uh, but he was like turning the corner as I was crossing the street and like slammed on his brake. You know, he's going like five miles an hour, but he like slammed on the brakes in front of me and I look up and mile, uh, Mason Were you jaywalking? Hands up. No, I actually wasn't jaywalking. I was in the crosswalk for once. It's an odd thing wow. for a New Yorker to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't blame you either way, Jay. I mean, it's New York City. Like, yeah, exactly. It was, is- and, and I wasn't the only one. There There was like two or three other people there. Um, But he he kind of – I looked up and made eye contact with him. I was like, oh, shit. That's that's Mason Plumley. Almost hit me with Black Range Rover. Nice car. Um, But, yeah, uh, I think that's going to that's gonna do it for us this, this week. After that riveting so. story to end it. Um, but next week, be sure to join us. We got all of our NFL draft coverage. That'll be dedicated to the entire episode. Um, we will break down every angle, every pick. Uh, we'll probably do a, a little bit of a mock draft, at least in the top 10. Uh, talk about every rumor, every every scenario. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We always have fun filming this episode, and it's, it's a good listen. So uh, be sure to check back in. Check us out on the socials, Bleacher Fan, Bleacher Fan Sports everywhere. And uh, we'll see you next week.